the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The views and opinions expressed by Rob Black and his guests are not necessarily those of KDOW or its management owners or advertisers and should not be construed as legal tax or investment advice. Always consult with the appropriate advisor before making any investment or financial planning decision. Insightful. Informative. Irreverent. We're ready. 1220 KDOW presents Rob Black and Your Money. Your source for breaking news, market updates, and successful investment strategies for the 21st century. Sounds like a great program. Getting you to retirement in today's market. So let's get on with the show. Taxes, family finance, insurance, the economy, technology, media, and entertainment. Rob is talking about it with you at 800-516-1220. So call in. We'll chat and uh, have some fun. Now to start your day with the latest news and market commentary. Here's Rob Black on the Bay Area's business leader, 1220 KDOW. Welcome in. Rob Black and your money. I'm Rob Black talking all things financial, money, investing, and more. Anything that you want to talk about, we could talk about. It's that time of season. We're pushing towards the holiday season, right? Kind of crazy. And yet, on a regular basis, we see things disrupted, things upset, things changed. Whether it be Hurricane Harvey and the Houston Astros, boy, would that be a nice tie for the World Series getting Harvey's Houston, who's damaged, uh, getting some much-needed sports relief from the Houston Masters who move on to their championship series, or whether it's Hurricane Irma or the damage and devastation that's been, been plaguing uh, Mexico this fall, September and October. Uh, rough times right now, rough times. And now Santa Rosa and wine country is hit hard. I am personally affected in Santa Rosa as some family members' house burned down. This is something we'll talk about in the near future um, as things continue to play out. One of the things that I can help at was instantly go, okay, call the insurance company. First things first, start a claim because it's first come, first serve. Um, but on top of that, start documenting everything. Don't know how to document everything is the answer I got. So I was like, Call your credit card companies and start getting receipts of everything you've paid for. Get your bank statements in the last three, four, five years. And, you know, are there TVs or clothes? You'll see it. And uh, start guesstimating kind of where you were as far as uh, things that you need in your life to be replaced. And keep receipts and document everything at this point in time. So... That's where I would start, and that's uh, literally where I am starting. So after I get off the air today, I'll be picking up emergency prescriptions, things along those lines, where those are things that you don't think about. But that's good while you have family members hold things like uh, your doctor's alternate phone numbers. So everyone in the Santa Rosa area, their uh, doctors aren't answering because there's an emergency there. So if you've ever visited a doctor outside of that area, try to write that stuff down and pass it on to family members. It's just getting shows, goes to show you 
document, document, document. Um, super smart thing to do in the world. So I'm Rob Black talking all things financial money, investing, and more. Uh, I'm not going to talk definitively about the disaster uh, until I feel a little more comfortable <clears throat> with some of the information that's coming through so as not to mislead you. But that's, again, the situation that you're, you find yourself in. A lot of misinformation, a lot of bad information. Lots of questions about, like, um, what do we exactly do here? So 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. It's 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. Anything you want to talk about, we can talk about. Media reports in the world of Wall Street continue to suggest that tax reform is an effort that is on its way. Um, but it's also going to hit some resistance, whether it's the Democrats and or the Republicans who aren't agreeing with Donald Trump's package. But a lot of trial balloons are being sent up at this point in time. You say a lot of things and you see what sticks, per se, and uh, if it does, you yeah, run with it. So there's some supportive influences right now in the market. You see things like American Airlines, United Airlines, raising their third quarter guidance. Um, you see Caterpillar get its price target up to 158 from 143. Go look at a chart of Caterpillar. Holy mackerel. And uh, I saw something really cute the other day. Someone uh, did a little bit of research, and they tied together stocks that have the word cat in them. So it was called a cat index, C-A-T. And uh, it trounced the market over the last 10-year period. So if you only bought things with the word cat in it, 10 years ago, uh, you trounced the market. Now, here's the downside about that. If I were to say, if you only bought things that said cat nine years ago, you trounced the market. If you only bought things that said cat in it seven and a half years ago. So you could back test anything. And that's where you get into a lot of scary situations. Another word, uh, another thing that has cat in it, communications. And were the communication stocks or were there things like level three communications, which is in the name versus in the sector, uh, were those counted and or not? And it's tough to know. But that's the cute thing about backtesting is anyone can prove anything to you. And that's one of the big financial lessons I can teach you today is be careful of stockbrokers, be, care be careful of insurance brokers who are able to, like, say, don't you want to take care of your family in case there's an emergency? Look what happened to Rob's family. Like, you're like, well, you're right. I don't want that to happen to my family. Well, maybe your situation's not mine. Or don't you want uh, to buy a communication stock that goes up 158,000%? See how it's done in the last seven and a half years? And then you're like, sure, I do. So you have the cat index. And is that going to go up over the next seven and a half years the same amount? And they're like, uh, I don't, I'm not allowed to say that. So you have to be very, very cautious. Walmart today is reiterating their uh, earnings per share guidance. Honeywell's raising the low end of their 2017 earnings per share guidance in conjunction with the announcement that it's going to spin off its homes and global distribution and transportation systems. We see oh, that those that's all good news. American Airlines, United Airlines, Caterpillar, Walmart, Honeywell, those are all big names contributing positive vibes to the stock market. You see a 1.3% jump in oil prices to $50 a barrel, $50.23. That's been aided by a weaker dollar. So that's going to help all international companies that do business in dollars, companies like Apple. But oil, too, because you're able to buy the same barrel of oil for fewer dollars. Because they say, we want $50 a barrel. And then you see the dollar get weaker, and you are still got that $50 barrel, even though the dollar got weaker. It's kind of a tough thing to explain on radio. 
it's not for everyone, but I think you're getting the idea. A weak dollar has a positive influence on multinationals in the United States and any sort of commodities. Because so you could buy the same pound of gold. You can buy the same uh, bushel of corn because those are priced in a, a unit, per se. And the weaker dollar gets the same unit. So there's a tone of consistency right now on the market. There's certainly a lot of good news priced in the stock market. Evidenced by the fact that it's continued to go up as earnings growth estimates for the third quarter continue to come down. The third quarter earnings growth rate for the S&P 500 stands at about 7.5%. Now, it stands at about 2.5%. So one of the things that happens is companies report and say, things are looking great. You've already heard Walmart reiterate their, their greatness in the future this morning. You've seen Honeywell raise the low end of their guidance. So right now they're saying great. And when it gets closer to the, the, the fact, they may say, you know, things didn't materially pan out. We lost a lot of customers in Florida. Um, it's a problem. So the third quarter earnings growth rate helps reflect should the stock market be moving higher. If earnings grew by seven and a half, eight percent, you could kind of say, and I'm making a very simple statement here. You can kind of say that things in the overall market should grow seven and a half, eight percent. If I'm willing to pay X amount of dollars for Intel's earnings, if Intel's earnings grow seven and a half percent, I should pay that plus, right? That's the idea. So, but those numbers have been ratcheted down. Um, so to about two and a half percent. Now, again, that's in the last 90 days, but if you go back to the last six, uh, six months, you're seeing those numbers actually have gone up. So it's kind of a mixed sentiment. Six months ago, we were a little depressed on where earnings were going to go. Now, in the last 90 days, we got a little excited by it. So, again, it's all kind of stuff you have to digest. I'm Rob Black talking all things financial. Holy moly, don't be shy. Give me a call, 800-516-1220. It's 800-516-1220. Anything you want to talk about, we can talk about money, investing, and or more. Where investors rule. You're listening to Rob Black and your money on AM 1220 KDOW. financial sense of your portfolio. Now, back to Rob Black and your money on AM 1220 KDOW. Hello, hello. Anything you want to talk about, we could talk about money invested in more. Bob Corker and Donald Trump are escalating this crazy feud. And again, it's in the media. And that's one of the things I absolutely hate about uh, how easy it is to use your phone or Twitter or Facebook or uh, the media in this day and age to pick your fights. There was one guy who was stuck in the Vegas shootings, and he, you know, he's this big macho guy, and 
he basically ran like a baby and then someone called him out and said, you know, hey, real soldiers don't run like babies. Uh, then the first guy says, well, I was trying to run to get a gun. And, you know, it's turned into this war, word of war, a war of words, excuse me, on like Twitter and such to the point where they're now like, hey, you want to finish this like a real man i'm like what's that even mean are you gonna disconnect your twitter account uh so it's tough to tell right uh but trump and cork are going at each other um and cork are saying things like it's a shame that we've got a president who needs babysitting wrong and you're like oh it's like a, uh you know your mom is so fat when her leg breaks out comes gravy it's like ooh, kind of thing corker said the white house was an adult daycare center and, of course, Trump's not going to take that without tweeting. So it's it's turning pretty nasty. And the Tennessee Republican warned that Trump could start World War III. And when you see that, that's scary stuff. Um, our politicians shouldn't be that broken, but they are. And just to give you an idea of that's okay, if you go Google European you know, parliaments or uh, the U.K. And, and, and put in the word parliament fights, sometimes these guys hit each other. Um, they get so angry. So it does happen. It's not unprecedented. It's unpresidential, but it's not unprecedented. Elsewhere out there in the world that's moving on up, Tesla rising, United Continental is flying, and Walmart's gaining. These are our winners that are moving on up to a big apartment, to a deluxe apartment. Uh, let's throw out some of the names. Allergan out there today. AGN is advancing. The FDA approved its treatment for uterine bleeding. I don't even like saying the two words together, uterine bleeding. I don't mind saying uterine, 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 uterine. Don't mind saying bleeding, bleeding, bleeding. But the two together doesn't sound good. I'll take whatever medicine Allergan has for that. That's the idea there. Uh, Chesapeake Energy up 1.4%, spiking and cut to underperform from hold at Jefferies. Um, again, the price of oil is a big play here. Uh, Quest Diagnostics, ticker symbol DGX, up 4% today, uh, despite being removed by the Goldman Sachs conviction list. Now, when Goldman Sachs takes you off the conviction list, what does that tell you? They're probably having their brokers call around to people to go, hey, Mr. Black, Mr. Black, I've got uh, some big news for you. Give me a call back today after you finish your workout, and uh, I want to tell you about a little uh, downgrade that we have today that we may want to take action on your portfolio. So a lot of brokers are going to be calling their clients today and saying, you know, it's time to get out of Quest Diagnostics because brokers aren't allowed to think when you work for a Goldman Sachs or a big firm. Uh, they must do what they're told, so to speak. Elsewhere out there, Pfizer, the Fabricate Pharmaceuticals, up 1.1%. They announced it was exploring alternatives for its consumer business. Tesla up 1.1%. Uh, sitting at 346 doleros. Morgan Stanley raised their price target on it to $379 for $317. Even though there's a lot of uh, Model 3 manufacturing snafus. United Continental Airlines climbing 3.5%. They reported better than expected traffic metrics. <coughs> if you listen to this show, you have heard me say numerous times, more than once, that the airlines were put on sale in August when hurricanes and tornadoes hit Houston, hit Texas, hit the Gulf, when it hit again in Florida with Hurricane Irma. That created massive disruptions where the airlines had to eat it. I know you're saying, I haven't heard that phrase, eat it, stuff it, up yours. I haven't heard that since the late 80s, early 90s. 
But yes, United Continental had to eat it. If you had booked a vacation to Houston, family visit, business, and a hurricane came, they said, you know what? You don't have to come. We'll refund your ticket. And some people didn't come. So they lost that business that was booked. So that was the time to buy. I know it's it's horrible to say, but, you know, right now in Santa Rosa or in the wine country, it's time to buy. They say that the fires that started Sunday night were the result of heavy winds that pushed down uh, energy lines, power lines. And then the winds kind of spark things, and then, you know, fires jump from tree to tree to tree. And they hit communities that were built too close together. Something to be said for that. Uh, Fountain Grove, oh, boy. Uh, I've been in some of those homes, and uh, all gone. All gone. How are they looking today? All gone. Anything safe? No, all gone. So I bring, I bring that up in large part. A lot of things are cheap right now there. A lot of people don't want to live there anymore. A lot of people, they live there their whole life, and they're just saying, you know what? I'm not going to rebuild. They'll rebuild, and they'll sell you their property for pennies on the dollar. Now is the time, if you feel comfortable, that it was a once-in-a-lifetime storm of 50 to 60 mile-per-hour winds that sparked uh, down power outages that sparked into really dry brush after a big winter season last year, had the grasses uh, climbing and dry. Elsewhere out there, Walmart, they uh, offered above consensus guidance. They're moving on up today. But you know what's interesting about Walmart? They see 40% growth in online sales in 2019. Plus, they said they're going to be buying back shares. Wall Street loves it when you buy back shares. They love it. They love it. They love it. Um, Wall Street likes big buybacks. They like big dividends. Some guys like big butts. Some guys like brunettes. Wall Street likes big buybacks, and Wall Street likes big dividends. And for the record, the big butts is a line from a 1990s song. Uh, like big butts cannot lie. Um, so we're going with that, and we're going to end that right there. No more rapping from Rob Black. Um, Bouncing Bobby Black is your rapping uh, sensation. Uh-uh, uh-uh. Uh, AIG lowered today after reporting catastrophic losses. From catastrophes, they're an insurance company. That's going to happen. A lot of the mom and pop companies that are insurance companies go out of business when um, big disasters hit on a bigger scope than they were expecting. Elsewhere out there today, J-Bull circuits dropped 3.3%, getting cut to sell from neutral at Goldman Sachs. That's your trip around the league, so to speak, when it comes to companies that are moving on up or getting a little bit of a, a snafu today in their shares. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial. You can find me online at Rob Black Show, Twitter Rob Black Show, YouTube Rob Black Show. Don't forget, I've got a big event coming up in Los Gatos in the month of November. You can sign up for it today at Rob Black Show. Rob Black Show. Use the code RADIO25 to get in absolutely free. That's RADIO25. Rob Black and your money on AM 1220 KDOW on the iHeartRadio app.
questions are always welcome. Visit Rob Black online at robblack.com. Now, back to Rob Black and your money on AM 1220 KDOW. Welcome in. Rob Black and your money. I'm Rob Black talking all things financial. We haven't heard from CFP Chad Burton in a while, so let's bring in CFP Chad Burton and talk a little bit of retirement financial planning. Joining me now, CFP Chad Burton. You can hear his show Monday through Fridays here on KDOW from 1 to 2 p.m., New Focus on Wealth. Mr. Burton, let's talk about Roth conversions. What is a Roth conversion, and why should I care? A uh, Roth conversion is when you say, okay, I've got an IRA okay. or... 401k, and I want to pay the taxes now and put it into a Roth IRA so it grows tax-free for the rest of my life. And it's an account that you can access as long as it's been five years and you're over age 59 and a half. You can access it tax-free, all of the growth, contributions, everything for the rest of your life. Now, who would want to do a Roth? Who would want to pay taxes now? Well, people that are that are in lower than average tax bracket. So it's a lot easier to, to have this conversation when you're in states like Washington, where there's no state income tax. Okay. But in California, you have to deal with state income tax and federal tax. So if you have an account, you have an IRA, you're like, hey, you know what? I'm at, I'm going to be at a low tax bracket. Like I've had, one time I had an engineer from Intel take an 18-month sabbatical. They just needed some time off. They're taking a sabbatical. It's something they allowed him to do. So very low tax bracket because he was living off cash while he was off vacationing and doing some things he wanted to do. And so we were able to convert a large amount of his IRA over a couple of years at a very low bracket, a lower bracket than he'll ever be, um, and pay the taxes now. But the key is, is he had cash outside of the accounts to pay okay. the taxes. That's the other reason why this is the only time it makes sense is when you have cash outside of the account to pay the taxes. You have to have cash on hand and be at a lower bracket. And where this comes in as well is that high-income workers, they, they end up, if they have diversified assets, in other words, they have cash, they have brokerage accounts, and they have pre-tax accounts in 401ks, between the ages of 65 and 70 and a half, you can enjoy a very low tax bracket. But by 70 and a half, you're forced to pull money out of your IRAs and 401ks, even if you don't want to, and your tax bracket starts to go up. So there's a sweet spot at retirement where for that five-year period, if you do your calculations right, you can convert. You say, okay, I'm always going to be at a 25% bracket. At once I hit seven and a half, so I might as well convert enough of my IRA each year to max out that existing marginal bracket. So boom, by age seventy and a half, not only do my required minimum distributions go way down because I've converted large chunks of my IRA, but now I have this big tax-free account that I can draw on for the rest of my life. And another benefit of a Roth is that you can you don't have to draw on it at any point in time, or right. so you can you, don't, you can't keep funding it, right? But you don't have to draw on it. So yeah, there's no IRA funding after age 70 and a half. It's not allowed. But let's say you're grandma, right? Yeah. And you're realizing you're looking at your grandkids, and you're sitting there with your pension from IBM, Lockheed Martin, something like that. And you're looking at your grandkids and just saying, you know, they're going to have issues getting health care. Okay. They're going to have no pensions. Social Security is probably not going to be around for them. I want to leave them some sort of a legacy. Well, if grandma's got, you know, this great big IRA that she just doesn't even need, she's just taking her minimum required distributions and doesn't even want that because she's saved enough or has a pension, she could convert that large IRA to a Roth IRA. Really? And when she does that, she doesn't have to take required minimum distributions anymore. She could leave 
child, grandchild is the beneficiary. And when she passes, that child can roll that IRA account, that Roth IRA, into an inherited Roth IRA and have a tax-free account for the rest of their lives. It's one of the best assets you could leave somebody as a Roth IRA. Nice. And so the, the, that grandchild would just take a little bit out each year based on their life expectancy. They could take out more if they wanted to. And, you know, it's a great... You can call it grandma's pension to the grandchild. <laughs> grandma's pension to the grandchild. Yep, that's right. That's kind of interesting. It's it's not going to be marketed by Fidelity that way, I get the feeling. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's not. You know, that's, we, we're running out of time. But that's something that I want people to realize, that like 529 plans, they're, they're accounts that are marketed. Um, it's something to think about. It's like, just think about money a little bit differently. Always question, do you really need this, or did I just see a commercial for this? That's Chad Burton. You can find him at newfocusfinancial.com. That's newfocusfinancial.com. And I'm Rob Black, talking money, investing, and more. Don't be shy. Pick up the phone. Give me a call. Anything you want to talk about, we could talk about. We could talk about investing rules, um, trading rules. Never turn a trade into an investment. Always have five reasons you would buy and five reasons you would sell both a stock you want to own for the long term and a stock that you may want to be out of sooner rather than later. Uh, try not to get emotional. I think this works really well in life and in other areas. I've got family members right now whose home has burned down in Santa Rosa. And the worst thing you want to do right now is get emotional. Right now you want to be calm, cool, and collected and figure out what your steps are. It's a burned down. It's not coming back. Um, so that's worthy of note. Um, have a plan and have something that matches up with your morals and your investment cues. My father passed away from lung cancer, and yet I own shares of a tobacco company. That doesn't make sense. Am I trying to stick it to my dad one last time now that my teenage years have long passed and I can't do it? No. Um, I When I die, I can give all the money that I want to to charitable events, charitable causes tied towards cancer research and or people who are dying and need that last couple of years of hospice care or what have you, that's super important. You bet that I can do whatever I want with it. The question is, should I own a company that's publicly traded that sells cancer? Those little sticks that you put in your mouth and puff, puff, puff. Cancer. So it's a big question. Uh, there's a group that does sustainable investing and some people believe in that. And I want you to match your investments with what you believe in, because in the end, you're going to be more and more conscious of, of like where you're putting your dollars. If you're looking for a reason to invest in companies that promote good values, consider the recent trials of Equifax, publicly traded company, and they've been hit to the tune of billions and billions of dollars, even though they're likely going to settle for hundreds of millions of dollars, not billions and billions thus making the opportunity to get in an opportunistic one. Are you an opportunistic investor? Real estate prices in Santa Rosa are likely to spike. Now is a good time to buy homes there because a lot of homes have been destroyed, so the inventory is going to be even less. But in the short term, will people panic and sell their homes for anything because they want out? It's not a fire-prone area that's going to always be uh, major fire, major fire, major fire every week. It's it's the concept that, that's there, though, right? So are you going to be opportunistic? 
Equifax had weak data and private security and privacy, uh, privacy security, just weak. Um, it charged and exhibited poor citizenship by engaging in misleading marketing for which it had been fined by the United States. Uh, th- you know, one of the companies like a LifeLock, they own, they're a big owner in it. So they push, you know, securing your credit, even though they're the company that has your credit. Uh, as far as information goes, so take example is EFX. Um, but because they pushed a product that helped their own business model, if you wanted, you know, a good conscience, you wouldn't have invested in them. Or if you wanted to take a look at like a Valiant Pharmaceuticals, who was tied towards price gouging, you stayed away from. Or Volkswagen, who's a cheater, cheater. Uh, for cheating on their emissions tests. Don't trust the Germans, so says my friends from France. Um, sustainable investing, which focuses on environmental, social, government factors, you know, and how they govern themselves. It focuses investors on sound corporate behavior. There's a long-run advantage in ethical businesses. They have a good chance of outperforming the stock market. Barron's did their second annual survey of sustainable funds in Morningstar's database. They found that a similar trend of outperformance. So if a company is a good governor of themselves, they tend to be a good publicly traded company. Um, I heard a commercial that basically said, do you even know if your mutual fund buys mutual, buy stocks? That is the most ridiculous thing I know, I've ever heard because the SEC actually does regulate mutual funds, publicly traded mutual funds. Um, but you do hear a lot of ridiculous things out there, and that's not a sustainable business model to throw out ridiculous claims. Um, elsewhere out there, Morningstar, you know, looked at 8,000 companies with a hundred sustainable factors of, you know, are they good business partners? Are they good at what they do? Do they pay a fair wage? Do they promote women? And, um, you have to look at companies with, you know, certain sizes and such like that, but there's some good ones out there. Um, Disney. Uh, when you take a look at Disney, you know, the boardroom is decorated with sketches of, of iconic Disney characters. Disney's one of the largest shareholders of Parnassus, which is, you know, an investment group. It's got $25 billion in assets. It's dwarfed by Vanguard and BlackRock, but Disney seems to like doing business with them. Um, they like the warm and fuzzy, so to speak. So you have to kind of like look for things that you feel comfortable. Um, sustainable funds are totally legit now. Um, and they've, they've more than grown up and they've been, you know, winners for a long time. Companies like Gap and Nike, you know, they've signed on to set science-based climate targets and reduce carbon emissions. Um, is that what you're all about? You can find out more information. If you want to drop me an email, send me an email, rob at robblackshow.com. It's robblackshow.com. And I'll send you some ideas on socially responsible investing like the Vanguard Capital Opportunity and others. I'm Rob Black talking all things financial money, investing, and more. Visit Rob Black online at robblack.com. Now, back to Rob Black and your money on AM 1220 KDOW. 
making money, investing, and more. Anything you want to talk about, we can talk about. I did a little research on Amazon Prime Video versus Netflix Video, and I was kind of re- uh, doing a little bit of research on the companies that are producing shows for those companies. This is a golden age of TV, and I don't know when it started. I'm not smart enough to put a finger on it. And I mean, I really enjoyed Breaking Bad as that kind of anti-hero thing that came on and then you're starting to watch like Walking Dead and you're starting to see movies starting to be influenced by it. Even movies like uh, superheroes, they're allowed to be a little bit darker now. Dark's okay. But I looked at Amazon and I was like, I don't really like what they're doing with their content because they've got these amazing shows uh, that no one's really watching. Less than a million people are watching their award-winning shows. And then you turn on Netflix and you see 14 million people are watching their shows. And like, oh, okay. I'm starting to get it. Rob has an issue with not quality, but reach. And Amazon's getting a reputation as being kind of like not really a movie studio or a TV studio. So uh, let's say we shoot a big scene today and Amazon wants to see the dailies and it takes them six or seven days to get back to the dailies with their notes. Not good. And producers will stop working with companies like that. They want the creative freedom. So that's worthy of note. Amazon's also up 30% this year, worthy of note. Uh, when you take a look at the S&P retail ETF, it's off more than 7%. So when you look at an ETF of retail stocks, an exchange-traded fund, which is a collection of multiple retail stocks, you can see that it is lower 7%, and Amazon's up 30%. Quarterly survey of Amazon's products uh, is what a lot of analysts are doing. Seeing a sequential step up in the merchandise eligible for Prime, a 25% quarter over quarter upgrade of the stuff that you can now get on Prime. So Amazon is managing their inventory more closely is the implication there. Uh, they write the private label, especially uh, issues that they've seen a, a big jump in, sporting goods, baby products, uh, amongst other things. So... Uh, clothing and accessories. So, are all standout categories now. So, clothing and accessories uh, continue to stand out big time, accounting for 56% of prime eligible SKUs. Uh, fast growing prime eligible categories uh, are home and kitchen, clothing and accessories, sports and outdoors, baby products. Uh, anything grocery oriented is an area that, you know, they seem to be very focused on and moving towards that direction. One analyst reiterated his outperform rating on Amazon and gave it an $1,100 price target. Worthy of note, would you not say? I would say, sir. Uh, working class Americans face a growing amount of debt burdens, and this is a bit of a problem. Working class Americans devoted a growing percentage of their income toward paying their debts. The first increase since 2010 and a shift that is likely contributing to a rise in default rates. So to say it slowly, working-class Americans devoted a growing percentage of their income towards paying their debts. They've taken on too much debt. They're servicing more debt, and now people are starting to default. Family debt burdens are still relatively low compared with earnings, less than they've been for almost three decades. But the borrowers are accumulating more debt even as the economy continues to recover. We're seeing signs of the credit cycle turning. Uh, It's important to look out for signs of stress. Total levels of consumer borrowing reached a record in the second quarter. For families at most income levels, earnings have been rising faster than debt payments. 
So the exceptionist households making between 25000 and 43000 for which 15.6% of their incomes go towards servicing debt. Wow. 15% of your income goes to servicing debt. So you've already bought something. You've already enjoyed it. Or maybe you're enjoying it over time like a car. Uh, that's not good. A lot of people have borrowed more in part because their median income grows just 5% or less. So wealthier families are taking on more debt. If you are a household that makes between 111000 and 177000 uh, you're siphoning off 40% of your income towards paying interest and principal on your debt. Uh, in 2017, 4.2% of those families were in the category, up from 3.9%. So uh, the very low unemployment rates are great. The wage inflation's eh, okay. Uh, it's gotten a little bit better in the last 12 months, but not, not to the point that you jump up and down. Um, it's gotten a little bit better, so there's no doubt about that. And long story short, we're just, again, taking on uh, more debt. Credit Suisse, speaking of taking on more, sees the stock market taking on another 10 to 11% in gains. Woo! So your 401k, they're saying, should rise 10 to 11% if your 401k is in said market. The S&P 500 could rally by 2,600 by year end. Hold on! It could go all the way to 2875 by the end of 2018. That's a 10 to 11% annualized return. Say what? Stop the clock. That's a big number. That's big. You know, most portfolio managers, they, would, they wouldn't sell their soul, but they were asked, what is the rate of return that you would take to quit? And it's somewhere around 12 to 15%. So when you're getting 10 to 11% being called out, shout, shout, let it all out. Uh, global growth has been tepid for over a decade, but, uh, you know, there's some headwind now for revenues is creating a greater corporate focus on expenses and more abundant return of capital to shareholders and it's pushed discount rates really low. And, uh, this analyst says, you know, recessionary, recessionary risks are well contained. The Federal Reserve's doing their nice job. Longer term, they see slower growth extending the business cycle, driving down volatility and discount rates while also prompting cost vigilance and the return of capital. Near term of the past year, they see global economic data has inflected higher while inflation readings have declined. So they say market go higher. Up, up and away. 10 to 11% seems pretty nice to me. I'm Rob Black talking all things financial, money, investing, and more. Find me online at robblackshow.com. That's robblackshow.com. You're listening to Rob Black and Your Money on AM 1220 KDOW. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. 
with in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com, salemnow.com.